Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Most people are well aware of what happened on December 7th, 1941, the date which will live in infamy. A piece of history that we all say that should never be forgotten, but as generations go by, unfortunately, many young people just don't have the same emotional attachment because, well, we're getting further and further away from that horrifying day in American history. I mean, let's face it, graduating seniors were born two or three years after 9-11. And even that day has been met with forgotten emotion when discussing this with some of our students. But as we celebrate Valentine's Day this weekend, let's focus not so much on the tragedies of the day, but on the truly remarkable. There are hundreds of survival stories, silver linings, and incredible twists of fate on that day. Today, we're going to focus on two individuals in one of the most unbelievable stories we've ever come across. Of the 1,178 wounded during the attack in Pearl Harbor, There's one man, Dean Grant Darrow, that has made a lasting impact that we're going to highlight. Dean Darrow, in his early 20s, was a fire controlman who served on the USS West Virginia. On that day, his ship was struck by five torpedoes, two bombs, and thousands of machine gun rounds. Darrow was one of the sailors who was blown into the water by the blasts. A survival story to say the least. Some sources say that he was floating in the water unconscious while... Others say he swam underneath a layer of oil. But either way, thankfully, he was spotted by a nearby Navy hospital ship, the USS Solace, and was rescued. It's not where the story ends, though. Actually, we've only just begun. As he was being transported onto the Solace, a Japanese plane started firing at the boat. Fortunately, the rescue crew made it to the hospital ship where Darrow was examined. Miraculously, not only did Dean Darrow survive he was actually deemed fit to return to duty. Just a few days later, he set out with others on the USS Porter, which set out for Midway in Christmas Islands. Darrow, however, started noticing some weird spells in his health. He was periodically becoming short of breath, getting dizzy, feeling sick. On one occasion, he even passed out swimming. He would faint any time he would hurry to his battle station, and his superiors noticed too, especially when there was one day he couldn't even get himself out of his bunk. It was then when he and his officers realized something was seriously wrong. He ended up sleeping for almost 10 days at one point in the sick bay. After analyzing him, doctors think it was his appendix, so they went back to the solace and had his appendix removed on February 24th. His health, though, didn't really improve. He was still not feeling well. He was experiencing the same symptoms he had before. A week or so later, in March 1942, doctors x-rayed him and discovered something that almost defies belief. Herb Loudon, a Navy corpsman on the Solace, wrote, Then finally, March 7, 1942, an x-ray tech found a 7.7 millimeter, inch and a half long bullet lodged in Darrow's heart three months after the attack on Pearl Harbor. It became obvious that when he was pulled into the rescue boat, a bullet from the strafing Japanese fighter plane had struck his back, penetrated his lung and the back muscle of his heart, stopping before popping out the front. He knew he had been wounded on that day in Pearl Harbor, but he never had any pain. 
nor did he have any idea what was causing his fainting spells. Darrow went 132 days with a bullet lodged in his heart. Knowing there wasn't much chance of survival, he tried to stay positive, but would need some encouragement. And that encouragement came from his nurse, Alice Beck, who he affectionately called Miss Becky. It was only a matter of time before Dean took a liking to Alice and worked up the courage to make an agreement with her. The agreement was that if he had survived the surgery, she would, quote, go on liberty with him. And liberty is a Navy term which gives professional sailors a pass to spend on dry land for a certain amount of time. In this case, it was about two weeks. Years before the advent of open heart surgery, the nurse had really no expectation that the sailor would survive, unfortunately. And with that removal of the bullet, she didn't think she would see him again and said, yes, of course, I'll see you on liberty. She recalls, quote, when we said goodbye to him and sent him to surgery, I had tears in my eyes. Well, it must have been all the hope he needed to see Miss Becky when he got out because unbelievably he survived the doctors using forceps to grab the huge slug in surgery. And when he woke up, he didn't curse out the Japanese or the doctors who didn't notice a slug in his heart months prior. He asked where Miss Becky was. And sure enough, Alice Beck was right there by his side in recovery and continued to be, ready, for the next 50 years. Alice and Dean got married several months later after they were both honorably discharged from the Navy. Together, they have four children, 10 grandchildren, and 11 great-grandchildren. Alice Darrow likes to say that she was able to fill the hole in her husband's heart with her love. And Dean Darrow, who died not long before the 50th anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack, liked to say that the best thing he got out of the Navy was his nurse. Alice is over 100 years old, And if you're wondering, yes, she still has the bullet, and she's brought it with her to every Pearl Harbor commemoration, carefully pulling it from her pocket and holding it up to show everyone. It's more than an inch long with its silver finish showing deep scrapes and dents. And to come full circle, when Dean passed away in 1991, it was Herb Loudon, the one who helped him pull him out of the water that day that conducted his funeral. This has been a missing chapter short your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers.